Assalamualaikum. Brothers and sisters, it is always a pleasure to have you all with us here at the National Center of the Nation of Islam, Mas Maryam. We are honored and thankful to Allah for your presence this morning. It is our honor to share with you the life-giving teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught and demonstrated by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Brothers and sisters, have you ever read a book that was so good that you couldn't put it down? This saying alludes to the idea that the book is so intriguing and so interesting that you are hanging on its every word. That's how it is for us when we read the books of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. It is so profound, it's so bold, it's so truthful that it hooks you in and you just can't seem to put the materials down. So when we read Message to the Black Man, in the very first few chapters of the book, we are so pulled in because he's answering questions that we've been wondering about our entire lives. When we read Our Savior Has Arrived, we get stuck because he's answering questions about the reality of God and how God himself has come to save each and every one of us. And when we read the book Fall of America, it feels like everything that he wrote in that book decades ago is just now taking place in 2021. So these books are so profound and so addicting that we encourage everyone who is tuned in today to visit us online at store.finalcall.com and purchase these powerful and monumental books when you get a chance. But over this weekend, I was reading the book, Our Savior Has Arrived. And I came across a statement that made me place my hand in the book, look up at the ceiling, and I was just lost in thought for a moment because what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad shared was so simple, but yet it was so profound. He said on page 25 of Our Savior Has Arrived, we never get divine truth unless it comes through flesh and blood. It's so simple, but so profound. And I closed my eyes and I said, let me pull up the greatest thought, the greatest knowledge, the greatest wisdom that I can think of. And I encourage you all to do the same. And when you pull that up in your mind and say, man, what's the greatest wisdom, the greatest knowledge, the greatest thought, and you trace it back, you'll, you'll have to admit that we all got it from some human being. Are y'all following me? So when we really dig in, we will say that a teacher taught us, a parent taught us, a speaker taught us, a author wrote about it and taught us, a minister taught or gave a lecture and taught us. So we can't escape this reality of the human being. And even if we get it from a blog, guess what? Someone wrote the blog. If we get it from a textbook, guess what? Someone wrote the textbook. If we heard an audio book, it was a written book that was converted to audio, which means we still cannot escape the human being, but I know what you're thinking. You know, well, Brother Daniel, you see they got AI and artificial intelligence, and they can now do discoveries using just computers. Well, we pose to you the same question, who programmed the computer? And in order for that artificial intelligence to be useful to the human family, there has to be a human being who takes that data and converts it into something that will still come through the flesh and blood of a human being. Last week, student minister Ishmael Muhammad said in his lecture, our minds have been taught to function outside of reality and train through fairy tales. So many of us make the mistake thinking that things happen out of thin air or that God sends down wisdom and guidance through the waving of a magic wand, but we must rid ourselves of this kindergarten warped perception of reality. And that is why the Apostle Paul says in the New Testament, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, he said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Brothers and sisters, to carry us further into today's program, please welcome our next presenter. 
He is a student here in the ministry class here in Chicago, Illinois, Brother Samad Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is his messenger and Messiah. I would like to greet you, the virtual audience, as well as the audience here in Mas Maryam, with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language, Assalamu alaikum. I'd like to begin by thanking the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his student national assistant minister, student minister Ishmael Muhammad, for the privilege to stand here in this classroom and the privilege to stand here before you, the people of God. It is always a humbling experience to be before you. During last week's keynote address, student minister Ishmael Muhammad pointed out to us from the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, the deception of Satan and how they have worked to make us, the black people, the black man and woman of America to seem like some new priority or main concern as it relates to relatable, reliable healthcare and the vaccines. When we know that the truth of their agenda is to kill the darker people of the earth in mass with this vaccine. The man of God in our midst, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has given us clear instructions that we are not taking this enemy's vaccine. And now is the time to be found obedient to divine authority because the authority of our government hasn't brought us anything other than death and sadness. Brothers and sisters, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad raises up in his monumental book, Our Savior Has Arrived, which student minister Daniel just referenced beautifully. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad says, God is present and he is laying a foundation for a new government, a government of peace and security for the righteous, a government that will not be left to the scholars and the scientists of this wicked world. He says that they do not have the knowledge to build anything different. So brothers and sisters, let's not be surprised or be fooled by the tricks of our enemy as it relates to these vaccines. They are asking for us to move beyond the Tuskegee experiment. They want us to believe that they have changed, but they have not changed because as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, they don't know enough knowledge to change. All praises due to Allah for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. Brothers and sisters, the Bible warns us clearly in Proverbs. It says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Some of us who watch the news and listen to talk radio, we have heard that the cities with major league baseball teams plan to reopen completely allowing people to come into the venues, the sporting venues. Some of the cities are said to allow full capacity at their stadiums. Other percentages are saying that they will allow for patrons to enter the businesses and venues unmasked. It is ironic that these same governing offices who are inviting us to sport and play want for us, the black, brown, and poor in the inner cities of America to concede to fear and take this experimental vaccine which brothers and sisters, I must tell you, has been linked to adverse side effects and even deaths. We no longer desire to be the experiment of Satan. We are the chosen people of God and each and every one of us is the potential to manifest the great gifts that is given to us from the abundance of Allah's mercy. Praise be to Allah. 
Brother Minister Ishmael shared with us last week the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, where he says, each of us are powerful. He says, I mean, even the one of you who thinks the least of yourself, you are very powerful, potentially. But we will never realize how powerful we are, brothers and sisters, until we grow in both knowledge and uprightness. It is the knowledge of self and the knowledge of who God is that will grow us in power today, brothers and sisters. It is that knowledge that our enemy never wants for us to receive. But it is that knowledge that we will be able to hear presented to us today from the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad by our keynote presenter, student minister Ishmael Muhammad, in his subject, God is present. Praise be to Allah. Brothers and sisters, we ask that you pay a close ear and a close attention to the message that is being shared today from our keynote presenter, because it is the message that will cause us to be able to improve our lives and change our condition and change the conditions of the communities in which we live. Please bring up the next presenter, student minister, Jeffrey Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, we thank Allah for his intervention in our affairs in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad and for raising from among us his messenger, Messiah, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and giving to us a divine leader, teacher, guide, and warner in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Once again, we greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. This week and every week, we see the actions of hatred against blacks, Latinos, and Asians are answered with no justice. The deception of the US justice system that condemns but does not convict these crimes. We live in a land that refuses to give justice to the despised and the rejected. How do we survive? Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad gives an answer from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in his lecture, We Are at War. The Honorable Minister Louis, Far Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan states, quote, our future is at stake. And if you don't see that we are at war, then you must be raised in consciousness so that you can participate in the war because the war is for our survival. To survive means to outlast another. To survive means to overcome great odds. To survive is to last after something terrible has been visited. So we are working to survive in a very terrible time of trouble. And if we are ignorant in a time like this, then our ignorance will be the means of our destruction. We are at war with forces from within ourselves and forces outside of ourselves. How do we survive? The Holy Quran in Surah 113 states, in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I seek refuge in the Lord of the dawn from the evil of that which he has created and from the evil of intense darkness when it comes. The minister further says, and I quote, I seek refuge in the Lord of the dawn because the night as it overspreads is so intensely dark that we need to place our trust in him who has the light in him who is the light, who will bring us into the dawn of a new day. 
He further states, and I quote, a place of refuge is a place where one goes to find complete security from any form of harm or danger. When one has a refuge in Allah God, one is placing oneself in the best and most secure place or state of being. So that regardless to what is going on around that person, that person who not only seeks but finds refuge in God has found that place of greatest peace, the greatest security, the greatest sufficiency of all needs, desires, or wants. Why should we seek refuge in Allah God? It is because he is the beneficent. He is the merciful. He is the most merciful of those who have mercy. He is the all-forgiving and the only one who has power to remove from us the consequences of our actions. Surely there is no God but Allah, and on him let the believers rely. Why should we seek refuge in Allah God? It is because he is the master of the day of requital, the day of judgment. He is master of all circumstances, and nothing happens except by his permission. If he permits something to happen that may not be comfortable for us, then if we put our trust in him, surely he will take us through the darkness to the dawn of a brand new day. Why should we seek refuge in Allah? It is because he is the mighty, the wise, and possessor of power over all things. In whom else should we seek refuge? Who do we know that is almighty, the wisest of those who have wisdom, and one possessing power over all things? Is not that the one in whom we should put our trust and in whom we should seek refuge? It is only Allah who can make us secure, thereby causing us to enter into peace regardless to what he brings or permits. In Allah should the believer rely, and in Allah should we, the believers, seek refuge. And 2 Samuel says, my God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, my savior, helping to strengthen us in our faith and in our foundation. The National Assistant to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad. In the name of Allah, the one God, to whom all praise is due the Lord of all the worlds, the beneficent, the merciful. We thank Allah for his mercy. We thank Allah for his guidance. We thank Allah for his goodness. We thank Allah for his demonstration of love by intervening in our affairs in the person of Master Fard Muhammad and raising from the black man of America his messenger Messiah, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and giving to us today a divine leader, teacher, guide, and warner in the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We greet all of you once again with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. My dear and beloved brothers and sisters, listeners, 
with Allah's help and guidance by the word that he revealed to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, we want to continue our talk from last week on the reality of God, God in person. Our focus is on point number 12 of what the Muslims believe found on the inside back page of the greatest newspaper, The Final Call. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad wrote in point number 12 of what the Muslims believe, quote, we believe that Allah, God, appeared in the person of Master W. Fard Muhammad, July 1930, the long-awaited Messiah of the Christians and the Mahdi of the Muslims. We believe further and lastly that Allah is God and besides him there is no God and he will bring about a universal government of peace wherein we all can live in peace together. Many of the scholars of Islam have said to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that he should take that off of the back page of the newspaper. And many brothers and sisters who love Allah and love the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and love the Holy Quran, find this un-Islamic. They say, take it away because Allah has never appeared in the form of any man. They say Allah is not a man, but they cannot tell us what he is. So we think you should prove that he's not a man and show us what God is. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has said to us, quote, the scholars of the world of religion, Jews, Christians, Muslims, whatever your religious persuasion may be, we have to know today who God is that. Pardon me. We have to know today who God is that we do not make a mistake and serve other than him. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad in his book, Message to the Black Man, wrote, quote, did God say he was a mystery God? Or did someone say it of him? These are good questions. Did God say that he was only a spirit? Or did someone say it of him? The most important question of all questions that one could ask is, who is God? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, it is like a child who does not know his father 
asking his father, asking his father, asking his mother to tell him the name of his father, wanting to know what his father looks like and if he favors his father. Can we not ask the same question who are seeking the knowledge of our Father, God? Who is God? The attributes in the Holy Quran are not the attributes of a spirit. They are the attributes of a man. In whom is the indwelling spirit? Allah is the beneficent. Allah is the merciful, the powerful, the life giver, the sustainer, the securer, the destroyer. These are his attributes. But let's go back to the question that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad raised. Did God say that he was a mystery God or did someone say it of him? Mystery means that which is unknown. Unknown here means the existence of something that has not manifested or been disclosed. It's concealed, it's hidden. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad further writes in message to the black man, quote, for thousands of years, the people who did not have the knowledge of the person or reality of God worship their own ideas of God. He further wrote, the belief in a God other than man, and in parentheses, a spirit, that Allah taught him goes back into the millions of years, long before Yakub, the father of the devils, the father of the Caucasian people, because the knowledge of God was kept as a secret from the public. The Holy Quran bears witness to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in the first verses of the second chapter. In the first verses of chapter two of the Holy Quran, it directs the believer to believe in the unseen and keep up prayer and spin out of what we have given them. Unseen, scholars say, represent Allah. But why is the term unseen used to represent Allah in the first Verses of chapter 2, which is introducing the believer and the worshiper in God to the number one um, principle of faith. Believe in Allah, one God only. But the term unseen is used to represent Allah and his proper name is Allah. So since belief in Allah is the cardinal belief of every Muslim, 
we have to ask, why is the term unseen used? Believe in the unseen is the English translation from the Arabic word, gaib, which refers to anything that is hidden in some manner, gaib, to go away, to be remote, to be hidden, be secret, be unseen, a hidden reality, the hidden one, that which is absent or hidden. In a general sense, the term gaib is to refer to something that is known to some, but concealed from others. Now the minister has taught us in these wonderful study guides that unseen does not mean it's unreal. So in the Bible, it talks about God coming down from his hiding place. Why is he hidden in the first place? The Quran is, talks about the days of Allah. Where has Allah been for all the other days since he's omnipresent? Isn't every day his? Why is there a specific and particular reference to the days of God? The days of Allah is not a 24-hour day, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has taught us, but it's the time when Allah manifests his presence and his truth that in that time period, he's no longer hidden, he's no longer concealed, he's going to make an appearance. So point number 12, Allah, God, appears appeared in the person of Master W. Far Muhammad appeared, meaning it's gonna be made public now. It's coming into sight. That which was obscure, that which was hidden, that which was a secret is now going to come into the public domain that the public will know God and his reality. Both the Bible and the Quran talk about the face of God. The Quran talks about Allah's person, person, enduring forever. It's talking about seeking the face of God. Well, why seek the face of God if it's an it? The face of someone is the identification of that individual or person. 
we go to get our state IDs, our driver's license, our passport, you got to take a photo. Must positively identify who you are. The face of God. The whole world, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught us, has been and is looking for the coming of God. So the Bible talks about the coming of God, God searching the earth for his people. Jesus prophesying of God coming as light shines from the east unto the west. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Wherever the carcass is there, the eagles will be gathered. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, referring to God as the Son of Man, should remove all doubts as to his being other than a man. The Bible mentions him as the Son of Man and also mentions him as not being a man but a spirit. On one side, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, he's made clear, and on the other side, He's made a mystery. He said representation such as this causes confusion and understanding. And that we are blind to the knowledge of God when we make him a mystery and unreal. And anyone so blind to the reality of God is the servant of the devil until he or she sees God as a reality. Thousands of years the devil has been blinding man to God's reality and that is the reason why God had to come in person as he is to clear up such ignorance and blindness to the knowledge of him. Now think about the words that Jesus of 2,000 years ago said. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Well, evidently, it's a powerful truth that has to be revealed that will release the minds of the people that have been held captive to a lie or a misunderstanding or the basic concept that God is some mystery, yet we are all human beings. And the Bible tells us that the first man was made in the image and likeness of God. And Christians refer to God as the father. Well, if he's the father and he produced a son, why isn't the son some spook or spirit? It's a human being. A father is a human being. So this scripture of God's coming that Jesus prophesied 
under the title Son of Man is talking about a human being that is coming who is God in person to a people who are described as a caucus. A caucus, the dead body of an animal, the decaying or worthless remains of what once was alive and functioning. A caucus, the remains of a cooked bird after all the edible pots have been removed. Sounds familiar? We've been cooked pretty good as a people by the Europeans. The enemy took everything we had to offer, everything we possess to build his nation into the greatest nation on the planet in the last 6,000 years. And now he has no more use of us. He has, in effect, disposed of us, thrown us away. They have no more need for us. We have built their wealth off of the sweat, the blood, and the tears of 310 years of chattel slavery. That was free labor. We were never compensated for our work. Yet we have built America into the greatest, most wealthiest nation on the planet. So in a lecture delivered by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on March 25th, 2001, right here from Mas Mariam, the speech was entitled, Master Far Muhammad, the man and what he revealed. He said this particular prophecy in Isaiah, where it is a forecast of this one that would come at the end of the world of Satan. And he says, the prophet Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord, God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me. That's not Isaiah speaking, that's the one that is anointed to preach glad tidings unto the meek. Look at this. He's anointed to preach glad tidings to the meek, to the poor. The Spirit of the Lord is upon this man, this human being. And the meek or the poor that the scripture is talking about is talking about the black man and woman of America who are meek in terms of how we face the onslaught of our enemies. And we are weak in terms of our inability to cast off the yoke of our oppressor. So the glad tidings to the meek is that the end of your oppression 
brothers and sisters, has arrived. And the end of your oppressor has arrived. And that's the good news. After all of our suffering and our pain and our loss, as the scripture says, thou shalt no more be termed forsaken. What good news that the days of our oppression is over and that the end of our oppressor has arrived. The minister went on and said, and the most beautiful part of this is that the God who is prophesied to come, comes, is present, and chooses a foolish people. That's us. He said, I'm not trying to put us down, but we are definitely rather foolish. It's not your fault. We were made foolish by our enemies. But he said he would choose a people who were once a great people, but are no people at all now. He would take the bottom rail, bring it to the top, make the last the first. And then he says, thou shalt no more be the tail. Thou shalt be the head. This is all talking about us. So now, as a black person or a Negro, an African-American, whatever you want to call yourself, colored boy. See, we have such a poor view of ourselves. But look at this. You don't know any other people that pray more than black folk. You don't know any other people that go to church more than black folk. You don't know any other people that shout like black folk. And we, as a people of faith, we believe more deeply than others. That's a fact. Yet, the minister said, you don't believe that God would come to you that he would choose you to bring a revelation to you that he has kept from the wise and the prudent men and the rulers of this world. So because you think like that, it is very difficult for you to see your value in this time. Now, people in history have, no people, pardon me, in history have ever undergone what we have undergone. We have shown as a people a tremendous ability to bounce back from the worst form of slavery and oppression. Well, this tells us, as the Bible again teaches, that you were not chosen for your righteousness because you know we are not the righteous, but, but we are not acting, we are the righteous but we are not acting that way. It says you were chosen in the furnace of affliction because the furnace was designed for you 
to purify you and me and to make us the type of standard by which you would measure value. And this is why the Bible talks about his coming would be as a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap because you and I are considered like gold that you've got to find in the depth of the earth but gold has to be purified of the dross that is on it that it would shine and become a standard of value well you and I are that people that are like gold in the sight of God and the prophets even describe us in that language but like gold that is found, has a dross on it, that it has to be purified from, that it may become a standard of value. There's a dross that 400 years under our former slave masters and their children has put on us that a furnace of affliction should purify us from. And that makes it easy to understand why God chose us. All praise is due to Allah. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our cry and fulfilling a promise made before we were taken in the holds of ships. He already knew it was gonna happen and it didn't happen by chance, it happened by design. Because nothing happens except by the permission of Allah. So he permitted the enemy to come and take our forefathers into slavery to fulfill a very specific purpose. So the prophecies of God's coming can't be talking about a spirit, some formless entity, a spook or a ghost, an apparition of a dead person, which is believed to appear or become manifest to the living, some nebulous image. Both the Bible and the Quran tell us that God is not the God of the dead, but he's the God of the living. He's a living God. So he can't be a ghost. That's the apparition of a dead person. My God, your God is not dead. He's the living God acting upon the living for the living. We'll stay in the Bible, in the book of Revelations. It reads in the 10th chapter, the 7th verse. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God will be finished. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad 
further pointed out to us that in that same book of Revelations, it reads that on that day, all I shall see him. I'm not talking about your spiritual eye. I'm talking about your physical eye. So I shall behold the countenance of your Lord. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, this is the first time that it has ever been revealed. And we, the poor, rejected, and despised people, are blessed to be the first of all of the people of the earth to receive this secret knowledge of God. If this people, the white race, would teach you truth which has been revealed to me, they would be hastening their own doom. For they were not created to teach us the truth, but rather to teach us falsehood, contrary to the truth. So, beloved brothers and sisters, in the absence of the knowledge of the reality of God, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad wrote that he has been made like many things other than what he really is. The Christians referred to God as a mystery and a spirit and divide him into thirds. One part they call Father, the other part they call Son, and the third part they call the Holy Ghost, which makes the three one. This, as you know, is contrary to both nature and mathematics. For the law of mathematics will not allow us to put three into one. We're blessed to have the presence of a math professor, our great student minister, Brother Shaheed Mohammed. I guess we learned that in kindergarten, uh, elementary, but just so we can confirm the truth of this, can you put Brother Three into one? Okay. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, our nature rebels against such a belief of God being a mystery. And yet the father of a son and a Holy Ghost without a wife or without being something in reality. We wonder how can the son be human and the father a mystery unknown or a spirit. Who is this Holy Ghost that is classified as being the equal of the Father and the Son? The Christians do not believe in God as being a human being, yet they believe in him as being the Father of all human beings. They also refer to God as he, him, man, king, and the ruler. They teach that God sees, hears, talks, walks, stands, sits, rides, and flies. That he grieves or sorrows and that he's interested in the affairs of human beings. They also teach that once upon a time he made the first man like himself in the image and likeness of himself, but yet they believe that he himself is not a man or human. 
They preach and prophesy of his coming and that he will be seen on the judgment day, but is not man. They cannot tell us what he looks like, yet man is made like him and in the image of God, and yet they still say that he is a mystery. How can one teach the people to know God if he himself does not know God? If you try teaching the Christians that God is also a human being, they will say that you are crazy, that you do not believe in God, and that you are an infidel. In the meantime, while they admit that he is a mystery God, unknown, they teach not to make any likeness of him, yet they adorn their walls and their churches with pictures and images and statues like human beings. Can God, brothers and sisters, be a mystery God and yet send prophets to represent himself? Have the prophets been representing a God that is not known? They tell us that they heard God's voice speaking to them in their own language. Can a spirit speak a language while being an immaterial something? If God is not material, what pleasure would he get out of material beings and the material universe? What is the basis of spirit? Is the spirit independent of matter or the material? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, if God is a mystery, you are lying to the world when you say that you know him. He wants to be known. It is his enemy, the devil, who does not want God to be known to you and me. Do you refer to God as he? These pronouns refer to man, to a man. Do you say that you want to be like him? Surely you, want, you don't want to be a spirit without form as spirits have no material form. Your God and my God is a material being, the supreme of beings, a human being. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad further said, quote, if one teaches a thing that he himself does not know, he can be charged with lying to the people. My people, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad wrote, if you only knew the time and presence of your God, Allah, there should be no fear for you nor grief. But you are deceived in the knowledge of God. If your God were a mystery, you and I would be a mystery people. If he were a spirit and not a man, we would all be spirits and not human beings. If he were a mystery or only a spirit, the prophets could not have predicted the coming of that which no one has knowledge of 
or of a spirit which cannot be seen, but only felt. Are we living in a material universe? Are we living in a spirit universe? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we are material beings and live in a material universe. Would not we be making ourselves fools to be looking forward to see that which cannot be seen, but only felt? Where is our proof for such a God, spirit, to teach that God is other than man? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, it is due to your ignorance of God or you are one deceived by the devil whose nature is to mislead you in the knowledge of God. So those of you who are scripturally wise should be looking for the coming and the presence of God. For it is written in the scriptures that God's coming is after the working of Satan. And it is also written in the Gospels that when he comes, the light of his presence would be a great light in the darkness. And the wicked would be consumed by the brightness of his coming and the spirit of his mouth. For when he comes, he will speak truth. And that truth will undermine the falsehood that this world is based upon. Beloved brothers and sisters, we do not represent and teach about a God that is coming. We represent the presence of God among us and in the world. We represent a living God. Are you familiar with this scripture from the book of Habakkuk in the Bible that Brother Student Minister Daniel so wonderfully lifted in his lecture a few weeks ago? But this is a great scripture, and there are many scriptures. I should probably start with the prophecy from Genesis because that lays the base and Habakkuk gives more description, language of God's coming. He's coming for a people. This is why Jesus sees him coming from the east and he's going to make his presence known in the west but notice the son of man is found with a caucus he's working with a people who have been destroyed this is how God proves that he is God by taking something that nobody else with all of their degrees, with all of their knowledge, with all of their wisdom cannot solve. 
social scientists with good intent, they have not been able to solve the problem of black people. And all those who have come to improve our condition have made some improvement. But no one has restored us back to our original mind. So it is a job and a work that only God himself can do. So he tells Abraham in the book of Genesis, know of a surety that your seed, your offspring will be a stranger in a land not of their own and they will be slaves to another for 400 years but after that time I not a spirit I not a ghost I not a spook I will come I'm coming out of my hiding place. And I'm coming, as Isaiah the prophet said, to tread the winepress alone. It displeased me that there was no justice. I was appalled. So I came to give my people justice and deliver them from the hands of their enemy. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty and the lawful captive set free. Only an almighty God can set free those who are held captive by a mighty oppressor, a mighty tyrant that John the Revelator describes this tyrant, this oppressor, this ruler as a beast. They don't know justice. A beast is not human. So John the Revelator is describing the heart that is within a human being that has been turned in such way that they don't do what is right. They exercise might. A beast. And then the scripture raises the question, who is able to make war with the beast? There was none to make war with the beast or the dragon. Only the Lamb of God who was given power by God when he ascended and was exalted to his right hand. The supreme being put everything under his foot except himself and gives him the
with this title Christ to crush the wicked. When Jesus is among the people, he's not Christ. He's made Christ in his exaltation. Then you read in the book of Revelation, seals that are being broken. Angels coming out with plagues and wrath. The Lamb of God now has the power to kill the Antichrist. Crush the wicked, but he has a helper who's made the Messiah. Hmm. And one of the functions of the Messiah is to unveil, unmask, huh? bring into view Satan, who's the opposite of God. Because if you see God as some spook, some mystery, then you see the devil the same way. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, my mission is to bring you face to face with the reality of God and the reality of the devil. Then with that knowledge, indeed the people are set free. The Messiah is then given power to kill the Antichrist. You, we read of this very special relationship that no prophet, no messenger, no servant of God in the scripture enjoys. Referring to the God by the, I'm going to use this term, affectionate term, Father. A father-son relationship. Mm. It would suggest that the Father is Christ. The Son is made to expose and reveal Satan and then given the power to kill from the Islamic perspective Masi to kill Al-Dajjal or Dajjal the Antichrist so when Jesus was in the world he said if you were of the world the world would love its own. But as it is, you are not of the world because you have been chosen out of the world. And if they hate you, know that they hate me and my father before me. That suggests that the presence of the father was known by the world. Mm. And the world is against the Father, who is Christ. Christ, under 
and working with the supreme being to bring in a new heaven, a new earth, a new civilization, a new world. And Satan is against the Christ. So Almasi, Messiah, at some point, he's given the power to kill the Antichrist. That's why when he goes, the olive branch ministry of Jesus, the offer of atonement, the offer of peace, ends with his ascension. He don't come back. The scripture doesn't say he come back with an olive branch in his hand. The scripture says he has a sword in his hand. And evidently he had been doing some slaying because it says it's dripping with blood. This is real. When he returns back from the father ain't no teaching no more teaching been done it's about execution now we'll talk about that and at another time where were we Habakkuk am I pronouncing Habakkuk right my teacher corrected me one day, uh, hearing his correction of the pronunciation of this prophet. And I hope I'm doing it right, teacher. Habakkuk. Can you bring that scripture up, brother? <clears throat> God came from Teman. And the Holy One from Mount Paran. Mm. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. Keep it going. And his brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand. And there was the hiding of his power. Look at this one. Before him went the pestilence. And burning coals went forth at his feet. He stood and measured the earth and beheld and drove asunder the nations and the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills did bow. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Cushan in affliction and the curtains of the land of Midian did tremble. Was the Lord displeased against the river? Was thy anger against the rivers? Was thy wrath against the sea? That, that thou didst ride upon thine horses and thy chariots of salvation. What a scripture. You go from Genesis to Habakkuk. 
And from Genesis to Revelation, God's coming is mentioned from one prophet to another because the days of God have already been preset and appointed. No more Gaiab, the hidden one. No more a secret. He's present now. And this is the work that he's going to do. Not going, is doing. God came from Teman. Teman <clears throat> is mentioned is, is what was from the ones of the sons coming from the lineage of Eliphaz. And Teman is also a place. So if God comes from Teman and he's from the lineage of Eliphaz, then he cannot be from a man and not be a man. And the Holy One from Mount Paran. Now you've got two gods being mentioned here. One is a god and the other is the Holy One. And the Holy One is from Mount Paran. And Mount Paran is a place in Arabia. East, east. Son of man. Coming from the east. To the West. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, such science to represent the God's power could confuse the ignorant. Masses of the world. Two gods are here represented at the same time. The burning coals went forth at his feet. Has a meaning, but what? is the meaning. The burning coals, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, could refer to the anger and the war among the people where his foot trod within the borders of the wicked. Notice, his feet. Here God has some feet. Spirits do not have feet and hands. The Lord is seen in the in the Genesis, one of three men approaching Abraham in the plains of Mamre. And one of them was the Lord. And Abraham saw him with his eye. One no ghost, one no spirit, because you wouldn't invite no ghost and no spirit to have some sit down and have a little supper and tell the ghost and the spirit, you know, rest here for a little while. Can you imagine someone talking to air? Hey, would you like to eat something? Go ahead, th throw the food up. Throw the water out into spook, into a spirit, into a ghost. It won't hold it, will it? 
but this was the Lord. And Abraham said, come, take a rest. Have some sit down. Woo. He had something. Sarah, prepare a meal for the Lord. Man, he had a mouth. He had a stomach. He could put food in his mouth. Enoch walked with God. Just let's reason. How do you walk with a spirit? How do you walk with a ghost? How do you walk? We said say this day. Is there in the scriptures? Adam and Eve, they're in the garden and they hid themselves after their disobedience, just like children do, right? They know that they disobeyed their parents and parents come home. The children are ducking, they're hiding, they're going to their room. Did you hear that? Dad's here. Boom, 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 boom. They heard the footsteps, Adam and Eve, in the garden. And they hid themselves. There's the Lord, Eve. He gonna get us. Mm-hmm. I told you. I told you that we shouldn't have eaten from that tree. I know. He's gonna get us. Then the Lord saw them. What are you doing? What is that that you have on you? The fig leaf, hiding their shame. God is real. And we got to destroy this spooky concept of God that we are now in the time of God's truth and presence. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, this Holy One does not refer to anyone of the past. Not Moses, Jesus, or Muhammad of the past 1,300 years for this Holy One. The perpetual hills did bow, cushion in affliction. The curtains of the land of Midian did tremble. What is meant by the curtains trembling? Who is Cushan? The mountains saw thee. Mountains don't have eyes. They saw thee and they trembled. What does this mean? The sun and the moon stood still in their habitation. What does that mean? Y'all all right? He stood, he measured the earth. A human being, supreme being, differing from you and I in that he has a superior knowledge, a superior understanding, is almighty God. The mountains mentioned, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has said, here mean the political leaders, that they look like they are everlasting. You can't uproot them, but they are shaking now. Because a certain truth is in the world that will undercut their governments and their power. What truth is that? The truth of their origin and their world and the knowledge of God, the knowledge of self and the true religion of God and the time and what must 
be done. That truth is coming from the mouth of him who has been anointed by God. And that truth that is uprooting their word is the truth coming from the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. I saw the tents of Kushan in affliction. Kush here means black people, the black nation. He, God, saw your tent. You are under affliction, the minister's words here. We're suffering. We're sick. We get killed while driving black. We're in bad shape. But he, God, saw this. And the curtains of the land of Midian did tremble. The curtain means the layers of falsehood that have covered you over all these years. Now the curtains are shaking because falsehood cannot stand when truth comes. So as the truth is being told, those that lived in falsehood and ruled by falsehood are afraid that when you know the truth, you will be raised into power. And they won't be able to rule you anymore. So they're shaking now. And why are you shaking? Because the truth is present. And it can't be stopped. The enemy says if I attack it, the God that came will kill me outright. He allows me, the enemy, to persecute them to try them. But if I kill so many of them, he promises that for one of his least, he'll kill 10 of my best. So I don't want to go that way just yet. I'll see if I can deceive them. So he's putting up a great deception to make you think he means well today. My brothers and sisters, we are all children of God. No, we are not all children of God. Stop talking like that. The scripture is clear. They're the children of darkness and the children of light that coexist on the same planet all come from the creator but everybody is not from the righteous God let's close this so now He's deceiving our people to make us think that he means well. He hasn't really made any sincere apology. Come on, come on. He hasn't made reparations. This is why the minister said, we're not taking your vaccine with your 
treacherous history. The enemy, I mean, he's, you got to give it to him. He's a smooth operator. He comes saying the right words that tickle your ear to make you feel good. It's a shame that my brothers did that to your people in Alabama. That, that was just a terrible thing. But we've changed now. We, <laughs> we recognize that we did a lot of bad experiments which really weren't experiments. We knew what we were doing, and we already had the cure, but, you know, we'll put it under the thing, experiment. And uh, we didn't know that the vaccines had a high level of mercury. That's terrible. Oh, and if it wasn't for that whistleblower, <laughs> exposing how in that MMR vaccine, and all of a sudden, you poor people, your children have autism. Oh, but, but we mean better now. And, and we're going to prioritize you. Because we know that every time you have been at the back of the line and, and your community is suffering disproportionately under this pandemic more than any other community. So you come to the front line. We want to jab you first. It's okay, brother. We'll give you a joint for jab. It's okay. We'll... You're incarcerated. You want to get out of jail, right? We'll shorten the sentence. Get a jab. You know, you're really poor. We'll give you $600. We'll give you $1,200. Just that alone should make the most uninformed and ignorant member of us to question, damn, what you got in this thing that you're going to go to this length and these measures... For me to get jabbed. This is an experimental vaccine. Go to NOI.org to be informed. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, not somebody that speaks careless words. When a man speaks like that and you know that he speaks as one with authority. So if you honor the prophets of God that are found in the Bible, yet you look at all of those prophets in past tense as though there is no servant of God present in the world giving to the people the word of God, the warning of God, the way of God, the direction that God would have us to go? How do you justify your belief in God? 
if you don't recognize his voice in the present. So let's close. You know that their plan, their wicked plan, is a plan and policy of depopulation through birth control methods and through sterilization. Let's go back to this scripture. Was the Lord displeased against the rivers? Was thine anger against the rivers? Was thy wrath against the sea that you did ride upon your horses in the chariots of salvation? The bow was made quite naked. He's coming after his enemy, brothers and sisters, but the rivers appear to be angry. The sea appears to be angry. Rain coming down and record floods. Record floods across the country, flooding out cities and towns. The ocean now coming and the shoreline receding and all them beautiful houses huh? on the coastline are being taken down. So you move away from the beach and build a house on the mountain, but it's too much rain. So mudslides is bringing your homes down from the mountains. America's in trouble. Divine plagues, a pestilence from heaven, rain, hail, snow, earthquakes are the four great judgments that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said would be visited upon the nation. Look at America confused. Look at the unraveling of the great nation that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said would happen. And it's unraveling before our very eyes. And the sad thing is what he said in that Savior's Day message last year in Detroit, and you're opting to be a part of that which is unraveling before your very eyes. God is present. The Holy One has come out of his hiding place. The Holy One has been present. He just didn't come yesterday. He started his work with a people who are considered no people at all 90 years ago in Detroit. There was the hiding of his power. But America is troubled today and the world is in deep trouble because God is not to come, he's present. He's a mighty warrior. And he don't ask you to fight. He, God, said, the battle is with me. I'm going to take the white man on. These are the minister's words, quote, on for you. And I'm going to show you that he's no match for me. I'll whip him with locusts. I'll whip him with grasshoppers. 
I'll whip him with flies and gnats. I'll turn the air against him. I'll turn the water against him. I'll turn the seas against him. I'll turn the sun, moon, and stars against him. I'll take the moon and mess up his communications. I'll put sunspots on the sun to mess up his communication. The enemy is in trouble because God has come and appeared in the person of Master Far Muhammad with his Christ, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and his Messiah, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So the 13th verse should clear the way for such undertaking, for it tells us why all these great things took place on the coming of the Holy One from Mount Paran. And it says, Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people. Mm. For the salvation of thine anointed. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad put in parentheses his apostle. He wounded the head out of the house of the wicked by discovering the foundation unto the neck by exposing the truth and ruling powers of the wicked race of devils. We represent a living God. We don't represent a dead God. The minister represents the great Mahdi that was to come and indeed is present. He represents Jesus, the Christ. Take a good look at the minister. Listen to what he says. You have never heard no black man talk like that. You've never seen no black man walk like the minister walks. You've never seen a black man call the black man and black people and they respond like this. Come on, come on. God has proven his presence with you and me through the minister. He confirmed his anointed. Confirmed that the spirit of the Lord is upon this man to preach glad tidings to the poor, to mend the brokenhearted, to comfort those who mourn, to proclaim the day or the year of God's vengeance, the power to make the blind, to see the deaf, to hear the lame, to walk the dumb, to speak, the power to raise a dead people into a higher level of consciousness you got to bear witness that God is God besides him there is no other God he proved that this is his beloved when he called for a million black men the world was shook because no man in history has ever made a call like that. Did you hear what I said? Not just American history, world history. 
No man has called a million men together under the principle of atonement, reconciliation, and responsibility before the greatest power on earth. Look at that image. Look at that scene. That's the multitudes that Jesus spoke to, speaks to. Talk to me. If God were not with him, how could the call and the response to the call been so magnificent? And every time he speaks, tens and thousands. And every time before this pandemic, when the minister speaks at an arena, the pundits, the scribes, the modern scribes and Pharisees, bewildered. How is it that 20,000 people came out? Why are they still listening to him? Because he's the only man that black people can trust. After your treacherous history of lying and deceiving and killing us. We know Farrakhan is for us. We know he speaks the truth. We know he loves us more than we love ourselves. Excuse my shouting. So, we close. God has proven his presence in the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farga. If you don't understand his word, please examine his works. But the scripture says his works testify of him. And how will they know that Allah has taught one from among us? The book, Al-Kitab, the wisdom, the Torah, and the gospel. How will you know? How will you know? You see all of those beautiful Muslim brothers and sisters in Asia, in the Middle East. Many of them are frightened of America's power. And you can talk all you want about Allah, but when it comes to America, your knees start shaking. God is so powerful, he can destabilize your government in the twinkling of an eye. He got a virus right now that has absolutely gotten you looking so foolish before the world. Asia has basically arrested the virus. A billion people. A billion peoples. And here's America. Look at Europe. America is the epicenter of the pandemic. And all they want to do, 
vaccine, vaccine. What am I going to do? I'm going to lose my job. Obedience to Allah and his messenger. Huh? That's number one. And a believer in Allah and the messenger says, we hear, we obey. I don't ask for explanation, understanding, break this down for me. Hey, the messenger said, go left, I go left. The messenger said, go right, I go right. That's why part of our training in becoming a registered member of the nation of Islam, we get into ranks. We learn how to drill, to discipline ourselves, to hear the sound and the commands of the DI which is training so that you do not take on any mixed instructions other than the instructions and the directive of God through his servant Messiah. Well, I, they're going to impose that we can't fly without being vaccinated. You, you really desperate to fly? You that desperate? To go to the grave? It's your choice. Well, I can't work in education. I can't work in the medical field. Look, 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 look. That's weak. Excuse that. Stand your ground. Stand your ground Allah is sufficient for the believer God is sufficient for the Christian believer in him God is sufficient trust in me he says think I, I want you to suffer I, I do have the right to try your faith. You say you trust in me. Don't I have the right to test you and try you? I already told you that you shall not want. Mm. So why are you, why, why are you getting scared? Oh, I, got, I, don't know how to feel. I got seven deep in my home. These bills are staying Everything's real, brother minister. Yeah, death is real. So, um, when we look up one day and see America beat down, not by the hand of man, but by the hand of God in a man, then the God says, you will know that I am the Lord. He made Egypt great. And Pharaoh. So that he, he could be made known to the entire world by what he did and will do to modern Egypt. So beloved brothers and sisters, thank you for lending us your ear. If I said anything that was not correct, may Allah forgive me and may he grant me the opportunity to correct any mistake. And we have this prayer that goes, our Lord punish us not if we forget or make a mistake.
It's been a great honor, privilege, and pleasure for me to be given this opportunity to represent and share the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on the reality of God, God in person. Thank you for listening as I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> Beloved listeners, before you cut us off, um, we want to thank our student supreme captain, Brother Mustafa Farrakhan, for making available to us 24 hours a day the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on the all-new Final Call Radio. Can we give student men, a student supreme captain, Brother Mustafa, a well-deserved round of applause? Next uh, Monday, week after tomorrow, the all-new Final Call Radio celebrates its one-year anniversary on April 5th. And uh, next weekend, April 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, is the Final Call Radio's first annual Radiothon. So we're asking for your support by donating to the Final Call Radio by logging on to finalcall.com and clicking on the donate button. Can we support the Final Call Radio? And look, you download the app and people are listening on the Final Call Radio all around the world. When I say all around the world, I mean all around the world on every continent and several countries on each continent tuning in to hear the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We are blessed to have that as our independent platform. And that's what we have to do going forward. The hell with the enemy. If the enemy's cutting us off over here, cutting us off. If Allah's permitting it, and he is, what does he want you and I to do? Be independent. Set up your own media platforms by which you can communicate to your people. We don't need you to. We need unity and each other. We need God. So please join us for the Radiothon and help us to keep the all new Final Call Radio going. Thank you again. Assalamu alaikum. All praises due to Allah for Brother Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad and that beautiful lecture. Brothers and sisters, before we close today, pro, today's program, we just have a few announcements. First, if you believe that what you heard today was the truth and that it is good for our people, we would love for you to join your Nation of Islam you can do so by going to noi.org forward slash join, completing the form, and one of our representatives will be in contact with you shortly. We also have a principle in Islam and Christian, Christianity and all of the major world religions called charity. And in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, it says, Now this I say, 
He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So we ask that at this time, if you would like to support the work of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, that you go to noi.org forward slash donate and give whatever you are able to give. We would also like for you to visit us online at store.finalcall.com. There you can find books of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, books of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and so much more, including that powerful book, Message to the Black Man, that you heard lifted throughout today's lecture. Again, that address is store.finalcall.com. You can go there immediately after our close and purchase whatever materials you would like. We would also like for you to secure your subscription to the greatest newspaper on earth, the Final Call newspaper, that beautiful uh, newspaper of freedom, justice, and equality. But you can also get a digital version by going to finalcalldigital.com, getting that affordable subscription. And each week, this beautiful newspaper will be sent to your cell phone or your tablet. Uh, at, just as you heard Minister Ishmael talk about Final Call Radio, you can tune in at finalcallradio.com 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and get beautiful excerpts of lectures delivered by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, our Friday Jumar press service, our Sunday mosque meetings, and so much more. Again, visit us at finalcallradio.com. Uh, two more announcements. We also want you to know that our supreme bean pie that delicious, magnificent treat is available for nationwide delivery. You can go to, to the SupremeBeanPie.com and order uh, a pie today. And last but not least, we want you to come right back here to NOI.org for our weekly meetings. On Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, we go over a lecture series entitled The Time and What Must Be Done. And on Fridays, we have a study called Self-Improvement, The Basis for Community Development. So come right back here at 7.30 p.m. Central on Wednesday and Friday. With that being said, brothers and sisters, let us close out today's program by uh, a word of prayer. Attention prayer. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds, the beneficent, the merciful, master of the day of judgment in which we now live. Thee alone do we worship, and thine aid do we seek. O Allah, guide us on the right path, the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed thy favors, and not the path of those whom thy wrath is brought down, nor of those who go astray after they have heard thy teaching. Amin. Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, dear listeners. We have been blessed by Almighty God, Allah, over the 90 years of our work in the nation of Islam and lifting our people up from the miserable condition in which we find ourselves. We ask your support of our effort and we hope that you will be generous and make a contribution to the work of the Nation of Islam and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan by clicking the button below or go to noi.org forward slash donate. We thank you in advance for your support. May Allah God continue to bless you and your families. Assalamu alaikum.
Now you can get the same uncompromising truth you've come to expect from the Final Call newspaper on all your connected devices. Subscribe to the Final Call Digital Edition today. Go to subscribe.finalcalldigital.com.